Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ham's Ham uh, for being with us here uh, this week. Kenny set to return uh, most likely uh, tomorrow. Of course, he doesn't want to miss Drake bars. He doesn't want to miss the game. Uh, Slater says of the decade. I still think it's the game of the century tonight between the Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers uh, at the Golden One Center. Tickets still available uh, if you want to be a part of the fun uh, in person. It, all kidding aside, game of the century, game of the decade, and winning the trade by winning the game and all of that, I do feel like an unreasonable amount of importance has been put on this game for the wrong reasons. The Tyree stuff, the Buddy stuff, the trades, the hey, we're not as dumb as the national media you know, made us out to be and, 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 and all of that. But in the moment, the Kings have lost three straight. They're at home. They got a back-to-back this weekend, and then they're going on the road trip from hell. You've got to win tonight's game to really, and, it, and, and, and that's all that it is at this point, is just keep pace with the rest of the Western Conference. Yeah, you need to find a way to build some sort of buffer before you go on a six-game road trip where you could go 0-6, 1-5, 2-4. Yeah, uh, 3-3 would be like, holy cow, I can't believe mm-hmm. they split uh, because that's a tough road trip. Yeah, so you really do need to start banking some some wins, and you don't want to hit that four-game win streak, uh, loss streak again because that kind of negates the seven games that you won. So you had the four-game losing streak. It, to start the season, if you lost four right now, it would kind of say, like, look, you guys are just too inconsistent. If you can snap this right now and start getting back on the right path, mm-hmm. um, then it's like, okay, what do you got? You know, Can you split the weekend? If you win today, that puts you two games over 500. You split the weekend, you're still two games over 500. Can you come back from the road trip at 500 or around 500? And that's, uh, you know, that's big. Mm-hmm. It's big. You don't want to fall too far behind. And and sort of lose your place in the standings, and uh, and you want positive momentum moving forward. I, like again, I think the Kings are really, really focused on this just being another one of eighty-two. 
like the the emotional stuff sure they're going to love love to like stick it to them uh, but it's i think it's a lot of like it's fan driven it's it's media driven it's fun it's fun to talk about but at the end of the day this team really really knows they need a win and they they know that they need to play better they know that they have three four starters who aren't playing well right now and they need to wake up and and have a a good contest and I think many of them will. And for those who are who are unaware, who don't live and die by the uh, King schedule like we often do, you obviously have the game against the Pacers tonight. You have the back to back, the Saturday, Sunday back to back this weekend in LA, then back at the Golden One Center for Chicago, and then midweek next week, man, they are off and running at Milwaukee, at Cleveland, at New York, at Philadelphia, at Toronto, and it ends on Friday, December sixteenth, at Detroit. That is brutal. You can look at Detroit and like that's that's fine, but everything before that is tough. And yeah, starting but, with Milwaukee and going into Cleveland, that's that's tough because Cleveland, Cleveland feels like I, I'm, I guarantee feel, Cleveland feels like they owe, owe the Kings one. Yeah, I, I agree. But I'll even point out the Detroit game is the last of a six game road trip. And how's those? How do those go? Those never go well. And so even the one game where you're like, you can circle and say, okay, that's a beatable team. I think of those games, you look at the Knicks, you look at the Pistons. The other four teams are are very good and going to be very difficult to beat. Philadelphia's beat up. Maybe you can get them if they're still as beat up as they are. And the Kings do owe them one for last year. Yeah, uh, Harden will be back by then. Now there's no telling theory. what, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. no telling what type of, if he's management, what yeah. Santa suit? Yeah, well, there's that. There's 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 no telling what version of James Harden you're going to get, yeah. but he should be back um, next week. Thus, be playing by the time the Kings and the Philadelphia 76ers play in Philly. Um, but with that, they're gone virtually the entire first half of December, uh, and home the entire second half when they get back from the road trip. It's a homestand with Charlotte, Los Angeles, Washington, Denver, and Denver. Uh, and then Utah on the last day of the year. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, second this is, to last day of the this year. This is a difficult schedule. Uh, you know, the whole first half of the season is difficult. Uh, you're not really getting a bunch of gimmies here and there. There is this stretch here where they could pick up a bunch of wins at home. So, uh, but again, you have to play well, and you can't just expect to pick up wins against teams. Um, even like I'll circle. Like in in January 11th and 13th, they play Houston um, two games in a row, which is weird that they keep doing this with Houston. It's like the third year in a row where they've played Houston twice, like right in a row. Um, I think last year they played back-to-backs on the road in Houston. Um, This year they play the same team twice again. And it's always the Rockets. But like those are games where you just want to like say, oh, you got those. But. Like, look, any given night, you can lose a game. And, and I, I I love this. That's a Wednesday ESPN game. The first one is a Wednesday ESPN game. It's Mark's game. I'm confident Mark Jones will be on the call for this Kings-Rockets game for ESPN. That's funny. I've been waiting for this to happen all year. This is fantastic. <laughs> is it like uh, watching the little thing bounce around the screen? Well, it was like yesterday. <laughs> will we hit the corner? <laughs> it was like yesterday when James Ham was here hosting the show, and then we played a clip from the game the night before, and it's James Ham asking a question uh, to Malik Monk. So it was this third world James Ham. That's what it's going to be when Mark Jones calls uh, the game for ESPN. 
But he can let the national audience know he would us. It, see, it'll be evil, James, once I shave off my beard if we go back to older stuff and I have the goatee versus not having the goatee. Are you completely shaving? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take it all off for at least oh, for a couple dude, of you're going to look so different. Well, I'll you just... look so young when you shave. Yeah, but I'm not young. That's what I I, well, I understand. I should take guesses here, like how old do you think I am today and then how old do you think I am once I shave? I love that idea. Yeah. That so is a fantastic idea. You guys go idea. ahead and guess how old I am today and is, then Is tomorrow the day? Are you shaving? So can you shave Friday? So for your Friday appearance? Oh no, just... I'm gonna shave it and keep it clean. Yeah. Smooth shaven. Yeah, but James we'll, we'll see. Well yeah. Um we'll see if it's Friday or if it's Monday. I might have a, I might have to dip out on Friday. So one of those days. Monday. uh, See, no, you're not fooling me. I know what you're doing. You want to get to Monday because that gets you through all of the the home games. And then you've got two weeks to grow it back before you have to be in front of the Kings again. Because you know they're going to say something to you. I don't know. It's only been like a year and a half. I mean, I've covered this team forever. So, I mean, mean, when I covered this team, Deer and Fox had spiky hair. He did. (laughs) He did. (laughs) And that baby face, he still kind of has that baby face, though. Um, Harrison Barnes, I meant to point this out earlier when we were playing that clip from Sean Cunningham. Harrison was kind of animated in his... Harrison, <laughs> you posted you post some great, like, po- your, your post-game videos from the press room. Harrison, Kings won by 40. Harrison is very deadpanned. Just nothing. Like, you get nothing from him. He was he was rather animated uh, in in that discussion earlier um, in that video we aired of of uh, with Sean Cunningham where he's talking about <laughs> in light of recent events I'm not really sure how those guys are gonna get you know greeted at the Golden One Center but he hey it's not just another game like we know what it is like we we, we recognize this but normally he's very just dry deadpan he seemed to have a a little emotion and I think that was you obviously weren't there so I think that was video from yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see have Harrison have a little, a little, a little emotion in his, uh, in his comments. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is that we've seen Harrison, like it's so few times where he's actually been that way with us, where he's, he's actually funny and lets his guard down a little bit. Uh, and, and that's talk about like, he's, I've been around him for a long time at this point. Um, like maybe I've seen him like I, I did a King Central on him years ago, um, and I interviewed his wife, Brittany, as well. And I thought he let his guard down a little bit here and there, but he's always so buttoned up. Um, I remember, I think it was last year, he poked his head in the door and asked all of us a question after the media session, which was funny. Um, he was, like, polling the audience, and it was something silly about whether someone should sign somewhere or – who is going to win a college game. It was something weird. Um, anyway, he, he does like to keep it very straight-laced. And every once in a while, you get him to break down a little bit. I think he's been really, really good when he does talk this year. It's not very often, but when he does talk, he's been engaging, and he's actually been very um, like open, uh, but also like being able to explain things that are sometimes complex and you know kind of go around a subject that that gives you more insight than what you had before. So I think he's been good. Why does he have games, stretches of games, where he just disappears? I don't know. He's a 10-year NBA veteran. Yeah, I think it's just like there's sometimes where he doesn't assert himself 
And if you're not asserting yourself at the NBA level, there's six other guys who are stepping on the court, seven other guys that are like, hey, look, I'm here to shine. And they're not going to wait for you to like make sure you raise your hand and ask a question. Was this the question that Harrison asked? Was he the one who asked if DeMarcus should get his jersey retired? Oh, maybe he did. I've, I've, now that that's popped up here on the screen, I vaguely remember that. I think that's what it was. He asked that question. There was He did it twice where he asked those questions, but it was kind of like off the cuff, like he's walking out the door and then it popped back in like, hey, we've been having this, this discussion back in the back room. What do you guys think? And then he like, everyone's throwing answers at him, and then he's like, Okay, and then he duck out and go back. Yeah. So he's never popped his head back in and said, "Hey, the team's not going to quit." He's never done that. No. Okay. Sorry, bad host. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, that was funny. that was not necessary. Um, I expect Harrison to be assertive tonight, and I don't know. I, I don't know why this happens with him. Just he goes through these lulls. I don't know if he gets pulled aside. I don't know if Mike Brown says something to him. Or if he just recognizes in himself, like the game, like the final buzzer goes off against Phoenix, and he goes, "I was one of four. Oh, that's crazy. Got to fix that next game." I think Harrison is significantly more assertive tonight. Yeah, I think so too. And I also like. I wonder if he does, if he looks at the stat line at all. Like I, I do. I, I always wondered: is he a guy who? Because some guys are like they're all over it. Mm-hmm. You know, they know where they're at. They're looking up at the scoreboard during the game. They're trying to track where they're at. They know if they're close to a triple-double. Like, I, I think Demonis Sabonis has no idea that he's missed a triple-double by, like, a rebound or an assist, like, eight times a season. Like, he, or maybe two, you know. And I think he's com- did on a couple of days ago against Phoenix. Yeah, he's completely oblivious to it. He's out there just playing. He's trying to play hard. He's not, like, if there's any way he could have got, if he would have known he needed one more rebound. Like he would, he tried everything to get the rebound that the offensive rebound that went to uh, Tory Craig. Anyways, like he would have, like, but he's not a guy who hunts stats at all. He's just a guy who stuffs the stat sheet. I love that we're back to caring about triple doubles. Going <laughs> back to the four, Rondo era, four and five years where someone averaged a triple double and no one cared. <laughs> but no, it's fine. I'm glad everybody's concerned about that stat once again. I saw uh, Luka Doncic monster triple double last night. Luka's stat line was pretty ridiculous. I think it was 41, 12, and 12, which is incredibly impressive. <laughs> when you throw in four steals to go with that, it's like, my goodness, man. And you realize in a 116, 113 game, they needed every single point, rebound, steal. Uh, Steph having a shot. I think Clay took the last shot of the game. Uh, they needed everything uh, to get that win. Uh, we'll come back. Your partner over at the uh, Kings Beat. He's also with the Kings Herald, the Kings Bolt. Pretty much anything associated with the Kings, Brandon Nunez is a part of. Uh, and he joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. D'Lo and KC. D'Lo and KC continues on ESPN 1320. Go home portion here of D'Lo and KC as we gear up for the game of a lifetime tonight at the Golden One Center. Uh, Brandon Nunez set to join us. Uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, the Sacramento Kings will take on the Indiana Pacers tonight. And when you, as we were attempting to discuss through all of my sarcasm, if you just get rid of the opponent's name, this is a game the Kings need to win simply because of the point in the season that they're at. They've dropped three straight. They're headed out. They've got a, a, a road game in Los Angeles this weekend and then a home game against Chicago uh, on Sunday. And then they have a six-game road trip uh, out east following that. So taking the Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton out of the equation, this is a really big game uh, for the Sacramento Kings in terms of keeping pace uh, with the rest of the Western Conference as we welcome in your partner over at the Kings Beat. Uh, he's with the Kings Herald. He's with the Kings Pulse. He's probably with the Kings Court. He's probably with anything involving the Kings. Uh, Brendan is a part of it. Uh, we welcome in Brendan Nunez. Brendan, I've been anxious all day to ask you, how are your emotions today? Tyrese Halliburton, <laughs> your, 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 your guy, you know, the first player that you really had like a connection with, like he's, he's, he's back. Uh, He's 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 back in Sacramento tonight, and I'm I'm curious how your how your emotions are doing. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see how it goes. Uh, thanks for having me on, by the way, guys. First of all, always good talking to the both of you. Uh, I'm excited for the game. I, I think that obviously Tyrese is a turn. They all try to downplay it a little bit. We got to talk to Domas, Tyrese, and Buddy this morning at shoot around and all of them say it's just another game, but I'm not buying it. I think it's something that, uh, you know, probably helps to tell themselves that to keep them calm and and not do too much, but I'm excited, man. I think that the back and forth of Fox and Tyree should be fun. And you throw Davion in there too. Um, There's a lot of storylines. I I think that also we're maybe getting a little overshadowed like Miles Turner and and Sabonis going back and forth for the first time. We also get Keegan Murray and Benedict Matherin, I think is an interesting matchup. So I'm definitely excited to see Tyrese again. Um, I I enjoy watching him play basketball as much as anything. Um, And I think tonight should be a fun one. I do. I do want to point out, James, before you jump in there, he's excited to see Tyrese. He's not excited to see Buddy because he gets to see Buddy every day as there is a Buddy Heald cut out directly behind him. Oh, no, that's Jemias. That's our friend Jemias. 
is Jemias Ramsey. Oh, it is. I, 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 it is. Now, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I need a different uh, prescription of glasses. I, I thought that was. Well, I know that because it. we he's usually in the background. Jemias is always watching. It's very nice. Yeah, that is that is a collectible unlike any other. A Jemias Ramsey cutout. Yeah, my Robert Woodard one is uh, tucked away somewhere too. Probably collecting fouls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lifting weights, collecting fouls, probably right. Get, playing the bass guitar. That Bob Woodard cutout is about two hundred seventy-five pounds right now. Yeah, uh, he's still playing in the. I think he's playing in the G League. Good for him. He is. Uh, I think he's on uh, Austin Spurs, and I think Jemias is on the OKC Blue. Mm. All right. Uh, Brennan, you got to spend some time. I had to bolt. Uh, I didn't get to go talk to Buddy and Tyrese. Just what was the, the feel? Because I saw a lot of, like, straight face and, like, we're just here to – but, like, overall, what was your feel? And and how were you greeted by by Tyrese? Was, uh, was he, like, when the cameras weren't rolling, was he cool with you guys? Yeah, he kind of said hi to said hi to everybody that was there. Um, I asked him how he thinks he's progressed on defense since his time in SAC and got a little chuckle out of him there. Um, I, I think at first, him, Domas, and Buddy all were, like you said, kind of straight-faced and just downplaying it as if it's just another game. But I think as kind of the conversation went on that you started to see, obviously, there is a little bit more for some of these guys. Um, I, I think that they both are just enjoying being back in the city that they spend a lot of time in. I think they had the day off yesterday and and both kind of hung out with some people here. Tyree said he had dinner with Harrison Barnes and Chemezi Metsu and, and a handful of other people as well. Um, so I, I think that they're enjoying kind of just being back in an area, their old stomping grounds. And, you know, there's feelings about being traded, but getting the typical there's nothing I could have done about it and just focusing on on getting wins here now so it actually wasn't quite as much of a like I I thought there would be jokes or maybe some jabs from Tyrese and we didn't really get much of that um yeah so kind of downplaying it but I'm not really buying it that's on the next episode of the JJ Reddick podcast right he'll Mm -hmm. he'll take his he'll make it so okay so I'll just say this so everyone's lying except Harrison Harrison's the only one who who has absolutely nothing to do with this deal whatsoever. He's the only one being honest about it. That's fine. Just I just just remember that all of these straight face. Well, it's just another game. We're gonna it's basketball. You could tell you could tell this was a talking point in the Pacers locker room because Tyrese and Buddy said the same exact thing, damn near verbatim. Oh, it's basketball. We're just here to play basketball. Meanwhile, the day before, Harrison is like, yeah. We know what time it is. Like we know what's going on. Yeah, of course, this isn't just another game. But Brandon, the thing we were pointing out is you take the Pacer stuff out of the Tyree stuff out of the Buddy stuff out of it. This is a a game. You, you want to break it down to what Tyrese and Buddy were talking about? This is a basketball game. This is a basketball game because of where the Kings are in their season that they need to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've kind of been one to understand these last three losses like I I think that obviously the second night of a back-to-back when you're going from Memphis to Atlanta I thought they looked really tired outside of Malik and Trey Lyles and I think that that's not a coincidence considering those two guys didn't play much the night before in Memphis and then Boston and Phoenix I mean that's two of that's the two best teams in their respective conferences so as much as you know obviously would have loved for Sacramento to come out on top on some of those games I think they were competitive and those are ones I'm willing to except is, you know, just a little reality check from that seven-game win streak of 
you know, we're not talking about a contending team here. I think they're good, but they don't match up with a Boston and Phoenix as of right now. And on the right night, maybe they can, but it wasn't those nights. Um, when it comes to Indiana, they've played a lot better than people expected, obviously, throughout the course of this year, 12 and 8. But I, I think that this is still a team that the Kings should be better than. I think Miles Turner is typically the type of, type of guy that Sabonis does well against. I, I think James was mentioning this yesterday. I think like the more shot blocking uh, guys that don't have that much weight on them, Domas usually does a pretty good job of being aggressive. And that was one of the things he mentioned today is I think it was you, James, that asked him about being more aggressive. That's something he's looking to do. And, and he acknowledged that he is. Um, so I, I think it's one of these matchups where the Kings really got to get out of this. I don't even know if I want to call it a slump because like I said, they're, they're playing good teams, but I guess it could fall into a slump if this gets to four with a loss to Indiana. So it's even outside of all the storylines, and, and there's a handful of them like we talked about. Like you're saying, this is a, it's a pretty big game for both teams. Brennan, what's your, your prediction on how they'll be received tonight, uh, Buddy Heald and uh, and Tyrese Halliburton? Do you think it'll be universal between the two? Do you think one will hear uh, louder cheers or louder boos than the other? Like, What's sort of your gauge? I think that Tyrese gets cheered. Um, that one I don't have very many questions about, and maybe I'm wrong for that. I know Tyrese has had a lot of comments, and there's definitely people that feel a type of way about that, but I tend to kind of think that's a little bit more vocal minority, um, and everything we see on Twitter isn't the same as everybody that's in the stadium, as I've kind of come to notice more and more. Um, so I, I think that Tyrese would get a nice ovation, um, and I would imagine that Buddy does the same. I think that maybe people soured on Buddy a little bit more so towards the end of his uh, tenure in Sacramento, maybe those last two years. He had a couple moments that people didn't love, and I think it just got a little – he was a little agitating to watch sometimes, and I think I understand that. Um, but I would still imagine a guy that spent that much time in Sacramento would would get cheers. Um, yeah, I mean, are you expecting both these guys to get cheers, James? I think both should. I, I asked uh, Damien earlier if you think there'll be tribute videos. And he, like, sh- mm. but, I mean, Buddy Hield is the all-time leader in three-point makes for this team. It's great. More than uh, Peja Stojakovic. It's great. Uh, he spent, like, five and a half seasons here, right? Is yeah, that what it was? It's fine. He aged seven and a half seasons? He, he, he <laughs> did. If, like, uh, he went from five years to six years just in the clip that we played earlier. I don't. I have no clue now how long Buddy was here for. Uh, okay, he's part of the 2016 trade, so 17. Yeah, six and a half years, I think. Okay. Uh, roughly, he, he seemed maybe. to be unsure. That's fine. I don't maybe care. I don't. Whatever, whatever's running through your mind right now, I don't care. <laughs> he does not need a tribute video. I, I'm expecting a tribute video. I would too, actually. Like you two like are. James re- is saying you two are ridiculous. <laughs> you know, Le- if the Kings franchise threes, if the, if the Kings don't do it, I'm sure uh, Leo will do it. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't have. I've got nothing, dude. I'm not. I'm not doing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm not going to war with every media member. <laughs> he's already got his. He's like stretching out over here. He's ready to go to war tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Damn it, James. <laughs> That's a long time to spend with a team, man. I'm thinking. I think he's going to get a tribute video. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, fine. A freaking tribute video, for goodness sakes. 
What's in the video? I don't know. Buddy ball call game? Yeah. Still no explanation as to what the hell that means, but it's fine. <laughs> you got that. You got the shot in Detroit. Run, buddy, run. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great call. I love it, though. I don't know if it makes sense, but I don't care. Oh, it's fantastic. Run, it's very buddy, catchy, run. It's very easy to remember. Yes. What else is on this video? Three-point contest? Three. Oh, yeah. So we get yeah. that. Yep. There's another game winner tip in in Denver, I believe. Isn't that the buddy ball call game? Isn't that the tip in? I don't know. I hope the, they, they at no, least they, it might be. I hope they at least have them saying it be like that sometimes. <laughs> at least once. All right. Facts. Maybe, maybe a tribute video of oh, that yeah, Facts. that'll happen. Are they flashing the Halloween picture up on the screen? Uh no. Yeah. <laughs> Jason will turn his computer around and just Show, show it the off. crowd, show everyone. Yeah. All right, boy, that got out of maybe, hand quickly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Damien, are you someone that's unsure of Buddy's reception? No, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I'll, I'll, I'll point this out. You know, you own your things that you're just wrong about. I, I didn't think Marvin was going to get booed, mm. and I, I didn't. I, I thought the crowd. I didn't think the crowd was going to be indifferent, but I didn't think they were going to boo him when he touched the ball. That felt excessive and my rationale behind that was always and i'm and i'm so sorry i don't mean to diminish the young man this way it's like wasn't that important to this like it's a missed draft pick like i i understand that but like this isn't kevin durant this isn't lebron james this isn't you're gonna focus your attention for an entire game on marvin i was surprised by that i i didn't think that would be the case i don't think tyrese or buddy gets booed I think there will be boos. There will be people or pockets of people who do, but I think you'll have to work really hard to notice them. At the same time, I don't think it'll be a rousing ovation. I think they'll get applauded. And then you keep it moving. And then I think I could see Buddy turning the ball over and the Golden One Center erupting. (laughs) <laughs> that could be the loudest cheer of the night. If if Buddy sends a pass, you know, into Kings Road two, I think the Golden One Center will pop for that more than anything else in the starting lineup. Okay, but you know, I, I think if I will boo a tribute video though. <laughs> Let that be clear. If Scott Moak says, "I'd like to direct your attention to," booing. oh, boo. that will be. <laughs> they say no cheering in the press box. Well, oh, that's fine. I'll boo in the press box. Uh, that's amazing. Um, are you surprised by how quickly Tyrese has ascended in Indiana? Somewhat, but I think there were a lot of signs of it during his last stretch with the Kings too. You know, De'Aaron went out for a while. Um, he was putting up big numbers. I, I do think also it was probably really good for Tyrese to get moved to Indiana because one of the big skepticisms with him when it came to his ceiling, I thought was just there were games where he was passive. Like you're seeing single digit shot attempts. And I think when you're thrust into a role where you're asked to be the guy and there's no questions about that, that it kind of helped him expand out of that a bit. So I think maybe how quickly it's come along in terms of their team success with Tyrese being the best guy has been surprising. Um, But, and the extent of how quick Tyrese has put it together. But I think there were a lot of flashes towards the end of his tenure in sack where you could see that, okay, this guy probably is going to be an all-star at some point. Yeah. This year. (laughs) Maybe he's going to be an all-star this year. Probably. 
Probably. I mean, he's leading the league in assists. Yeah, right. I mean, I could see though if they if they roll into the All Star break, you know, eight, nine, ten games under five hundred, then I don't think that's happening though. I yeah, don't think that's happening. I'm not sure. I, you know, again, I didn't think it was I mean, going to happen that the Utah Jazz would collapse like this. So, do you either. think Shea Gildress Alexander makes it? Oh, he's going to have a shot. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Like yeah. like Oklahoma Oklahoma City, they might be eight or nine games below five hundred or more. He's going to make the All Star team. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, tough, though. It's going to be tough. Uh, all right. I mean, statistically, does he deserve it? Sure. But, like, you got to win games at some point. I think he's the most beloved player on the planet right now. They're going to get Tyrese in the All-Star game. Uh, if for no either other reason, well, let's stick it to the Kings and put Tyrese in there. We couldn't give the Aaron Fox player of the week without giving it to Tyrese yeah. Halliburton, too. So, you know, it would be great. If the NBA really wants to build this up as a WrestleMania main event, put them both in the All-Star game. De'Aaron for the Kings, which both have a very likelihood of happening, or, or uh, both have a strong chance of happening. I think De- I think Tyrese is very, very likely. I think De'Aaron obviously has to pick it up a little bit, but he's got a chance this year as well. They both hit the All-Star game. Hey, look at how great this trade worked out for everybody. I think today's a pretty big game for De'Aaron, too, and that, that goes beyond it being Indiana. I, I think this could be a handful of different teams right here, and I'd feel the same way, but... You know, he's been in a little bit of a slump. Uh, he was limited at practice the other day just for general aches and pains or general soreness for a quick Jimmy Butler shout out. Um, I, I think that this is a he, he kind of needs to have another night like what we had seen and this not to be an extended slump and that it was just a tough road trip. He was he was kind of getting beat up. So I, I think it's a pretty big night for De'Aaron, not only to go against Tyrese, but to kind of get out of this slump and and show that it's not going to keep extending. You know, Brendan, I want to ask, what do you think Davion, uh, like he's got to be licking his chops because him and, and uh, Ty have this little battle behind this, like a fun, a fun battle. They're like, they were like brothers, like going into the all-star, getting ready for all-star weekend last year where they're going to, you know, play in the rookie sophomore game. Um, but then of course the trade happens right at the last second. Uh, what do you think he'll do against both buddy and, uh, anti out there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's big to know someone's tendencies. I think that was one of the things that Ty mentioned is, you know, the offense is super different. They did a lot of spread pick and roll when, when he was here in Sacramento. So the offense is very different. It's not like they're going in knowing each other's schemes, but I think there is an advantage to knowing guys tendencies. And I think Davion specifically as a defender, um, having that insight into these guys and just how aggressive he is and so much of a ball hound, like if he gets assigned to buddy, to me, that's a couple turnovers right there. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with Ty. Ty does a pretty good job of taking care of the ball. Um, but I, I think that he's totally going to be hounding these guys. I think that Davion's been playing really well recently. I was a little surprised he got pulled at the end of that Phoenix game. Um, he was doing the best job, I thought, on Booker covering anyone. Um, so I, I think that Davion's been playing well and knowing the tendencies of those guys that you're probably going to be assigned against, I, I think would be a pretty decent advantage for somebody that studies and, and prepares in the way he does. Studying and preparing, I, I want to shift back, if you don't mind, for a second to De'Aaron Fox because you had an opportunity to talk to Luke Laux recently um, for a piece you did over at the Kings Herald. And Luke has been credited uh, greatly with what we've seen uh, from De'Aaron Fox this season. What were your takeaways from uh, your conversation with Coach Luke Louts? 
Yeah, Luke was great. Um, super easy to interact with and, and was more than happy to talk to me and, and did all the, all the heavy lifting from there. I think that the big things for De'Aaron are one, well, one of the first standouts to me was him talking about growing a trust in everybody next to him. And, and Luke said that Steve Kerr had a saying that he used to always say to KD that the ball finds the best players. And coach Lauk said that he didn't think that De'Aaron believed that because it hadn't in years prior. And I think that coming to believe that now and, and trusting all the guys next to you and just the offensive scheme that's in place. And obviously that's why that seven game win streak was also so big. I think just helping with the buy-in and seeing the vision that the coaching staff has laid out that it does a good job of my mind optimi- optimizing all of these guys. Um, but then the specifics of De'Aaron's jumper, like we're seeing guys go over screens now, which is just a testament to how well he's been knocking down shots this year, and that opens up everything for him. And um, there were three main things that they wanted to focus on throughout the course of this offseason. De'Aaron already knew he wanted to work on his jumper, um, was trying to coordinate with the previous staff and figure out who was going to be left over so they could get out to San Diego and start working with them. And then once Coach Laux was uh, brought onto the staff pretty quick, he and Jordy Fernandez were, I believe, the first two calls for Mike Brown. Laux comes over and gets assigned to De'Aaron, and the three focuses were shot selection. Um, De'Aaron's got the most wide-open attempts, which is a defender uh, not within six feet by about 9%, I think it was, of his total attempts. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, um, but he's getting a lot of open looks, and and that's a credit to everything else as well, um, all the changes around him, coaching staff, players. Sabonis is obviously a really big part in that, um, but I, I think that he's being more conscientious of taking good shots and not feeling like he needs to force as often. And the two specifics of his form are, are holding his follow through and then his balance. He, Coach Lox was saying that he often felt like De'Aaron was jumping backwards or leaning backwards on his jumpers and naturally should be leaning forward. And that combined with the not following through led to shot being a little flat sometimes and the arc not being there. So I think just countless reps that they've put in of, of form shooting and getting used to you know playing with the style of Sabonis of a hit and handback sort of thing. So it's just a lot of reps, and I, I think it's big credits to uh, Coach Lauks, obviously, and, and De'Aaron for going through that. Fantastic. Yeah. It was a really great piece. It was, um, Brendan. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, everyone. I, we didn't even talk about it on the podcast. I don't even know. We just ignored your piece on the podcast and, you know, focused more on <laughs> no the movies deal. you haven't seen and – and yeah. <laughs> apologies hot dog condiments and yeah 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 you seem to have a weird nickname that I, i'm not confident should make the the radio yeah but it's, it's not, we I, i'd rather not call it my nickname <laughs> you know <laughs> he's got a nickname well it's <laughs> i mean i thought okay all right I, but i don't know what goes over it's like the king's beat after dark over there i don't know yeah. what's going on that I, I've been trying to stick with HBK, but apparently this other one is so heartbreaking. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, we've had Brandy Bear, we've, and now we've got this oh, new God. one. Oh no, oh, we're going through them. <laughs> well, we got this new one, and we'll just we'll just let that one live we'll on. Leave that one there. We'll just let that one live on uh, YouTube.com slash ESPN thirteen twenty. That one can live uh, in the chatty house. Overall, are you? Uh, I, I assume you you happy with the way the Kings have played so far, or do you feel like they've left a couple out there? Yeah, I've been happy. I mean, I think that figuring out what the ceiling of this team is has kind of been an up and down ride throughout the course of this. I think that their offenses look phenomenal. And 
I'm still kind of feeling like these last three games are outlier shooting, but I, I could very quickly be proven wrong because how many outliers can you have in a row until mm-hmm. that word just does not fit anymore? Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're a good shooting team, but I hope that sticks around. But I think that as much as we've seen the offense be proven, I think that we've also seen substantial moments of the defense being still really bad. Like there's a lot of progress that needs to be made there. I keep going back to the uh, last year's Atlanta team that was second in offense and still bottom five in defense. They ended with, I want to say it's 43, 44 wins, ninth in the East. They win the play in and then go on to lose four, one in the first round. Like in my mind, that's still kind of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a chance that the defense continues to take steps up. But I, I think that, with the way that this roster is constructed, it's difficult in my mind to see them being out of the top 10, but that that's the big X factor to me right now. Yeah. Everything seems to be rolling. Uh, like they've, they've hit a little bit of a, like, I don't know, speed bump here in the last three games. Um, but like you've seen the players, it does look like this and it it feels like it's just a momentary, the team ran into ran themselves into the ground. Right. That's what it kind of and the schedule kind of got him. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, like Boston is the best team in the East. Phoenix is the best team in the West. And I, I think that in itself, like if at the beginning of the year that you said the Kings were going to go down to the wire against the Suns and be competitive for three quarters against the Celtics, like I, I think that's really all you can ask. I, I think that it's typical just a team that is still I guess found their identity, but working to continue to establish that and and maintain it. And I think that when you're against tough defenses like that, Boston specifically like switched a lot and they just kind of got out of the flow of their offense. I don't know if guys are just tired or beat up or in that process as you're kind of getting more and more mentally exhausted that you start to go away from what was working. But like when Luke Cornett, uh, Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser on the floor, and De'Aaron and, and Domas can't take advantage of that. That was a little bit concerning, but I, I think that they're playing well. I think that the spirits, to your point, James, still seem pretty high around the team. I don't think there's anything really to be concerned about. But if you lose tonight to Indiana, I think that maybe my concerns start to grow a little bit more. Who do you think uh, Kings win tonight? Who has the best game? Who's the reason that they won? Hmm. Probably Domas. I would say, again, I don't think that Miles Turner is a great matchup on him. Obviously, they have uh, experience playing against one another, so I could be totally off on that. But to me, this is the type of night that Domas can really take advantage of. Um, and, you know, it, it really could be De'Aaron as well. But between the two of them, I, I would definitely lean Domas because I think that's a pretty favorable matchup there. I also am kind of feeling like on the other end that Buddy Heald might have a big day. You know, I, I think that uh, he's he's going hitting, to try. He's going to shoot we a lot. That. So it's either going to be a mess or he's going to go crazy. Yeah, he's I, I think Buddy is absolutely going to try to have himself uh, a night. Um, Brendan, great work, uh, as always, at the Kings Herald and with the Kings beat. Uh, great work here with us. We appreciate you, my man. We'll see you at the arena. Appreciate you guys. Brendan Nunez right there. All things Kings. Um that's a good call about Domas, though. You guys have both of you uh, have been kind of consistent in that. In that, Domas can, you know, to to to, to use a coach's turn. They could eat tonight. Yeah, he well, could, I, he, I brainwash Brendan three hours a week on the podcast. That's good. So That's fine. I, I brainwash him. So, wow. I, and I'll say this now that he's turned it, dude. Brendan has gotten so good. 
Yeah. Like when, you know, even, even his, his appearances with us, uh, his stuff on the, 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 the Kings beat the podcast and his right dude, Brandon is, is quickly emerging for me as one of just the absolute, you know, go-to guys, uh, for really great Kings content. No, I totally agree. He's a great kid. And like, I, uh, unique nicknames, yeah, but, right. but really good guy. Right when I first met him, the first thing that stood out is he's inquisitive. Like he wants to know. He he asks so many questions, and so we would end up going to coffee or getting uh, lunch after after practice and stuff. And um, yeah, it's been fun to watch him grow. And and I strongly encourage the piece on um, with Luke Laux uh, regarding De'Aaron Fox. And there's some interesting notes there uh, from Luke Laux that uh, Brendan was able to communicate. Uh, to us, I, I think there is, you know, it, it it it'll be interesting to see the how everyone comes out because just another basketball, just another basketball game. It's 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 a great it's a great line to utter when the arena's empty and you're around a bunch of media people. It's another thing when the arena is full and it's loud and you're Tyrese and your buddy and and you're going to opposing locker rooms and and you know that both teams are out there in full force and. And 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 you really kind of get in the groove, and I I I think it could be a I think it could be a jittery first few minutes. I think it could be a rocky first like first part of the court. We might get a Mike Brown timeout ninety two seconds into the game. It could, it could be one of those types of things. I think it'll go a little different. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to come out. He's going to come out running. I, I I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think he he doesn't. I don't think he likes the way some of this has been framed, and it's nothing against Tyrese. It's it's just, you know, the whole, oh, you know, it was Tyrese it was traded and not Fox because Fox makes too much money. And, you know, there there were a lot of things that went around national media during that time. And, like, I, I just think that he wants to put his foot down and make sure that everyone remembers that, not only is Domas really good, but he's really good as well. And that this team is really good because those two are really good and they're forming a great partnership. And that partnership is, it came at a cost. And that cost, unfortunately, was Tyrese. And, but uh, it had nothing to do with De'Aaron. It had nothing to do with Domas. It had nothing to do with Tyrese. It had everything to do with just the right move for one franchise and the right move for another franchise at the same time. And can we not blow a big Malik Monk game like Malik's had 27 and 30 in two of the last three games and both of them have been L's you're getting that production from a player off your bench man you've got to take advantage of that and it goes to what you wrote about on the kingsbeat.com yesterday and what you shared with us your starting lineup can't be that lackluster yeah no the starting the four of the guys the guys in the starting lineup just haven't played well for three games in a row and it's inexcusable like you can't this team can have two of those guys have a have a rough night because they've got enough to support that. They can't have four of them. And I, I think we've seen this a couple of times where Monk has tried to will a team to victory. And I, that's the really nice thing about having Monk is that he's so different than all the other pieces. He doesn't need all of the screens. He doesn't need all of the, the help to get open. He's a guy who can create for himself, cre- create for others. Um, it's good to have somebody who's totally different than the system that you're playing all the time. He can play within the system, but when you need it, he can also freelance and play outside the system. I can tell Kenny Carraway's itching to get back to work. Uh, he just uh, texted us, Kings have to get back to making threes tonight. Oh, yeah. 12-plus uh, for them tonight. And for context, let's see. 
9-9-9 in the three losses. Those are how many threes that they've made. Nine in all three games. Nine of 31, nine of 36, nine of 25. Their last win at the end of the win streak, uh, Memphis, they hit 15. And 12, I see why Kenny picked the number 12. It's the lowest number of threes they've made in a win. Hmm. Well, and I can tell you, Harrison Barnes hasn't hit a three uh, in the last three games. Um, Kevin Herter hit, I think he hit four against Atlanta, but missed his final two. So he's missed 13 straight. Um, and Keegan Murray is, as again, uh, he's just had a rough shooting like couple of weeks. Um, but he's had, I think, two threes in the last three games. Mm. Yeah, they got to figure it out. Yeah, they got to figure that out while simultaneously, uh, I want to see De'Aaron Fox get to the basket. Yeah, just keep in mind the shot blockers on this team. You're going to see him do some different stuff yeah. just because of that. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know why it just, that's that was a talking point we had leading into the Brooklyn game. Yeah, Brooklyn was a shot blocking team, and it's like, okay, how is this going to affect Sacramento? It nope. didn't. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see De'Aaron Fox against Halliburton and Heald defensively because Indiana knows that's a bad matchup for them. Oh, with that said, I'm going back and looking at this. Kings were 20 of 41 from three. In that game versus Brooklyn. Yeah. So maybe that's why shot blocking wasn't too big of a deal. He well, scored plus, 60 points on threes. And they had to try to adjust to defend the three, and that's what cost them. That's how the Kings got to the rim a bunch, too. Yeah. This is a – it's a big game. It's a big game because it's a big game, not because Tyrese and Buddy Heald are in town. It's, it's, it's a big game also because – this, you know, you could talk about Phoenix and, and Boston. Those are the teams that lead the conference. And then there's the, you know, the, the Detroits and the Orlandos or whatever. Then you got Indiana, who's right there in the Eastern Conference, but right there on the same plane as Sacramento. And Indiana is looking at this like, yo, if we're going to be serious this year, we've got to go out and beat a team like Sacramento who's on the same, you know, same plane that, that we are. Sacramento, the same thing. Yo, Indiana's right there where we are. In fact, they're we're one game above five hundred. They're four games above five hundred. We need to go get them and 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 prove that we can, uh, you know, we we can compete on a we can win on a uh, on a night in night out basis. Yeah, and I think the stat is still like the Kings are three and eight now against teams that are five hundred or better. They know that. Not good, Bob. I think that's, that's, that's the line good, you give Bob. me. Yeah, once in a while. I'm sure it's from a movie. I don't know what it's from, but I know it's not it's good. From Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men. I've never watched Mad Men. Oh, that's you would I know. love that. I, I know oh. I would. Like, and that's the thing. Yeah. I know I'd love it. And I've just I've never I've never gotten to it. Yeah, there's a there's a character that gets a little frustrated on occasion. Yeah. And could I could I relate to that character? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I mean that's oh. that's what he so he someone says to him, That's not great, right? He's like, No, that's not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrific. Uh, well, I'm excited for the game tonight. Uh, I know everyone is excited for the game tonight. 50 Cent, um, he's excited. I'm sure he'll be in the house. Yeah, I mean, he's here. Why wouldn't he be? We knew he was going to come out. I mean, he, I mean, 50 Cent isn't a halftime concert guy, so it's not like he's going to be doing in the club or something at halftime. But You don't think he's going to roll out there and hit? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I, 
Um, He's got a partnership with the Kings. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I've never tried that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm brand loyal, obviously, to our people at McQueen and Luke mm-hmm. Belair and all of that stuff. And I've never, I've never tried the line that he's put out. But yeah. I know, I know him, and I know, I know the, the, the Kings have partnered with it. So I'll yeah. have to, uh, I have to try it. But yeah, Fifty will be in the building tonight. Hopefully, there's no awkward uh, Drake-like moments uh, after the game uh, with Fifty Cent. It was all smiles at shoot around today. Uh, it was all seriousness on the Indiana side with Buddy and Tyrese uh, returning to the arena. But we'll uh, we'll be here to break it down uh, tomorrow. I believe the working plan is, and again, he just texted us moments ago, so I think he is itching to get back. Uh, but the working plan is for Kenny Carraway uh, to return. Uh, James Ham is tired of sitting and talking with me uh, four hours a day, which I completely understand. Uh, but we appreciate you, James. Thanks, as always. Thanks, man. Hopefully Kenny writes his... Uh the return in the Players' Tribune. I hope he does. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt it. He's got great penmanship. Maybe he'll just write a note. There we go. About his return. The return. Head over to thekingsbeat.com. Become a premium subscriber over there. I know you're working hard. I believe you got a verbal commitment on the next happy hour. Uh, Those are just events you absolutely don't want to miss, but you can only be a part of them if you're a premium subscriber over at thekingsbeat.com. You can check out the Kingsbeat podcast wherever you get podcasts as well, just as you can check out the D-Lo and KC podcast. We appreciate you so much for being with us. Be back here tomorrow at noon on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 